Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. Hello, artists. Welcome. Another Friday at A Mighty Practice. Hope you're doing well. I am re-releasing an older episode to you today because I thought we all need it. I thought I needed it. I gave it a re-listen. Um, this is an episode from that I put out last year and I think is now, uh, was previously only in our workshop members podcast vault of all the stuff in there, all the extra episodes for my workshop members. Remember to go listen to all those goodies. But I was kind of scanning through some episodes and, and I came across this one on Generating Focus and it really hit the spot for me right now because I am in a moment where I am tremendously scattered. I am in a new phase. You know, I have a, a, a little baby who's amazing, but he is takes up a lot of energy, which babies are designed to do. And then I am doing our coaching program this fall, and I have two shows coming up, which I have left to the total last minute, (laughs) because I have a newborn. So, uh, and I have a studio construction that's going on in my backyard, which I'm going to tell you about soon. So I am feeling pulled in a million directions. And I listened to this episode, which was originally recorded about a year ago, or more than that. Um, and it was a nice, gentle reminder, just a gentle reminder that we cannot do it all. And focus is about seasons and recognizing the season that you are in and where you want to give your energy and time right now that it's not permanent, permanent, nothing is permanent. So that was one takeaway that I got from this episode and I was like, whew, I needed that little reminder this week. So I wanted to re-release it to you. And um, it is in the format of three questions that that past workshop members have asked me and my advice to them around focus as relates to their specific challenge. So give it a listen. And um, I hope that we see you in a workshop soon. We have a workshop coming up on November 21st for writing and talking about your work. So if you join us in the workshop membership, you get to attend this workshop with me on how to write and talk about your work. It's so hard to do it. We all need help. I need help sometimes too. So I will put that in the show notes, check it out and enjoy this episode on generating focus. Bye y'all. Friday. It's here y'all. Happy Friday. How's it going? I'm hanging in there feeling very caffeinated this morning, so I guess that's good. <laughs> uh, today, we are going to talk about the idea of generating focus in your life because, oof, I think we all need it right now. This is a tough period for motivation. So I am going to talk about that in today's episode, but before we jump into it, 
just a few things. If you have been liking uh, the stuff I've been talking about here, I would love it if you could head over to iTunes and give us a review. That would be super duper. Uh, Comments are great. It's so helpful for me and I so appreciate it. So thanks for considering on that one. Or if there's something that you would love for me to talk about that you uh, haven't seen me address yet, please head on over to amightypractice.com slash feedback and let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear from you. Okay, so check that out. Today, we're going to talk about focus and generating focus in your creative work and just generally in your life. Like, how do you do that, right? How do we build focus, practice focus? Because I think of it as something that we have to practice and create tools for so that we have clarity and purpose in our day. That is how I define focus and clarity and purpose in our week and in the season that we are in, what we want to accomplish, what we want to move towards, what we want to build. So I thought today I would do something a little different where instead of just like spieling on the topic, I would bring in some questions from past workshop attendees so you can hear, you know, people like you, what what they're dealing with around this challenge around focus. And then I will speak specifically to that challenge and what I see going on there and kind of the advice that I would give. So it's like an advice cast today. How fun. (laughs) Um, So I picked three quotes that I think are really different examples, but Uh, like different situations, but similar, like they're all around focus, generating focus, but maybe the challenge is slightly different for each person. So I'm going to kind of call out what I see happening in that person's creative life. So the first person, I'm going to call this person Amy. And here is what Amy says in terms of her challenges around generating focus. She says, I have too much I want to do, and then I get stuck on where to go first. I get very stressed and spend so much time avoiding it all. I feel like I can't give my attention anywhere as all the other things I have to do are calling to me. I have trouble breaking it down, and I don't know how to proceed. Help. Okay, so Amy, what I'm hearing in this statement is that a big thing that you might be struggling right now with is this situation of overwhelm. So overwhelm, what actually is overwhelm? I've talked a little bit about it on this podcast before, but overwhelm is when we make everything in our life that we have to do, quote unquote, have to do equally important. So even if it's like, you know, like it's a deadline, you got to get your computer fixed, you got to go to the doctor, you got to deal with some work stuff, you got to feed the cat, right? Everything feels equally important and we cannot distinguish what is a priority and what 
is maybe a more minor concern. They're all taking up equal weight in your life and that weight becomes almost crushing, right? And we don't know, we cannot like tease out the essentials versus things that can be set aside. This is what I also call to-do list fatigue where we make these like massive, massive to-do lists for ourselves that never actually get completed. We just keep adding things to the list to continually overwhelm overwhelm ourselves really is almost a protection device because if you can create a massive to-do list, right, then you give your, you get yourself off the hook by not doing anything at all because it just feels like there's too much to do. On top of that, Amy, I bet that some of the things on that list the things that you say, I, I feel like I can't give my give my attention everywhere. Some of the things that are on your to-do list are likely things that maybe you don't have to do or you don't want to do, but you're just putting them on there because you think you should do them. Or maybe they can happen much later and they're not a priority right now, but they're still taking up all of this weighted space in your life and overwhelming you and preventing you from taking action. So when we have this issue of overwhelm, what I recommend you to do is to think about your priorities right now. What is it that you want to build? What is it that's most important to you in this season of your life? So the next three months of your life that you want to give your attention to? And what is it that you are deciding you are going to set aside? Because that feeling of that everything has to happen at once, I have to hold all of this at once, really cuts off your power from taking action and making decisive choices. And I think oftentimes we think if it's not on my to-do list, then I will completely forget about it, even if it's important to me. And what I would say to that is that something can be important to you. And by intentionally saying, this is important to me, I'm going to do this three months from now. I'm going to do this right with focus three months from now when I can get to it. It doesn't make it any less important, right? You're just being conscious of your limited resources and what you want to give your attention to right now. So think about the season you're in. Over the next three months, what are the key things that you want to focus on and give your energy to? Only pick three. I know this is super hard, but pick three things that you want to give your energy to. And then I want you to decide the things that you are consciously going to put aside that you are not going to give your energy to. I'll give you an example. This uh, last fall, I, because I was building uh, really key pieces of my business and my coaching programs, I set a lot of things in my studio aside. And I said, I'm not going to focus on these things for three months. And that felt still very powerful because I knew that my studio work was important, but I was making the choice to give my energy to it later. So you're just being conscious of what's on your docket right now, letting you give yourself energy to those things, and then revisiting the things that are important to you that can be put off to later. Also, what is the stuff on your to-do list that is not essential? Does it have to be on there? Can you delegate it? Can you set it aside completely? Right? Can you ask a partner or a friend for some help? 
Try to minimize what's on that list and be honest about on that list. Are you creating a massive to-do list to protect yourself from taking action? Okay, avoiding potential failure. And then the last one, once you have set those priorities, once you have those top three things that you're going to focus on this season, and you say, also, I'm not going to focus on these things, right? These are the things I'm intentionally setting aside. Then you want to set some non-negotiable rules for yourself, whether those rules are on Sundays from 12 to 2, I am going to focus on this creative project that I care about. I am not going to answer the phone. I am not going to schedule anything. I'm going to say no to offerings from friends and any other commitments because I am dedicating these two hours a week to this thing that I am saying is a priority. Set those non-negotiable, non-negotiable rules and commit to yourself. And if you consistently do that, you are going to feel a lot more powerful and a lot less overwhelmed. You feel me? Okay give that a try. That is for Amy, who is overwhelmed. And that is where she's experiencing struggle around focus is in connection to overwhelm. The second person, I'm going to call him Justin. Hey, Justin. (laughs) Justin says, I'm really struggling to generate ideas in my creative work and then further struggling not to submit to the voice that tells me an idea isn't worth pursuing. On top of this, there's so much to take in all the time. It's tough to get myself to focus on anything. Help. Okay, Justin, the thing that sticks out to me in that uh, note is this piece around your inner critic. So saying that the voice that tells me an idea isn't worth pursuing. And so I want to speak to that kind of broadly as something that happens with creative people. When you have a challenge around generating focus as it relates to your ideas, that can be like the inner critic can be disrupting that momentum. So the inner critic kind of shows up and it says, this idea isn't good enough. This idea isn't good enough. You go on to the next idea. This idea isn't good enough, right? And then you start to feel scattered because you're moving from idea to idea to idea and you're never following through. This is what I call over pivoting. It's like we pivot, we pivot, we pivot, uh, really not so much to develop a project, but to avoid the disappointment that the results could, you know, lead us to feel, right? If If we were worried sometimes that if we commit to a project and we dig into it and we give it our attention, then we might be disappointed with what comes out. And that's, that is a, a key reason why we're pivoting all the time versus committing to something, trusting something, digging into something, and seeing through that digging in, that deepness, what that leads to, okay? So oftentimes with an inner critic roadblock, we move from the beginnings of ideas like you know, all over the place. We don't dig deep and we are shutting ourselves down. So Justin, I feel like your challenge might not actually be around generating ideas. I think your challenge might be around trusting your ideas because I bet you have a lot of great ideas and it's really the trust in the idea and the follow through. And when shit gets scary, not pivoting 
because you you are scared to disappoint yourself but committing and you know you can change in that commitment but it's it's like sticking with that that idea and digging in and building the trust right that's that is like where we can get a lot of focus is when we say i'm committing to this idea i'm giving it permission whatever shows up if i if it's not exactly what i wanted that's okay i'm here with it i am focused i'm committed okay a big challenge with creative people is we think that having lots of possibilities lots of creative options lots of variables is always a good thing i i noticed this with with a lot of creative people i i both that i coach but also like collaborators and institutions that i work with they're like oh we could do so many different things and that's great but most of time most of the time those possibilities don't empower choices having too many choices does not empower action so limiting your choices deciding what you want to focus on and taking action in that that particular project uh is going to lead to more useful information and results and momentum so think about that so justin here's what i would say to you my friend Pick one thing you are excited about and finish the project, right? One idea. You don't need a million brilliant ideas, right? You just need like one idea and just follow through. Get yourself excited about the project, right? Stop taking inputs and letting yourself change, 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 pivot, pivot, pivot all the time, right? Commit, follow through, see where the project goes. And the best way to do that if you really struggle with this idea of finishing something, is to create a metric to help you know that you're finished. Uh, like a uh, actual metric versus, you know, something that's more subjective, like, is this good? Is this bad? A metric like, I'm going to make 10 drawings. I am finished when I've made 10. I am going to make three podcasts. I am finished when I've made three, right? I'm going to write two pages of my book around this character. I'm finished when I wrote those two pages. That way you can feel that satisfaction of completion and know that you trusted your idea. All right, Justin, that was an inner critic roadblock that was preventing focus. And then the last one, I'm going to call this person Renee. So Renee says, I'm struggling with flip-flopping between wanting to make personal work and art with a capital A, quote-unquote, versus commercial art, like selling illustrations, prints, commissions of things that sell but maybe don't fill my heart. Maybe this is a topic for another webinar, but this is constantly on my mind, especially because I don't know what art with a capital A is, and I didn't go to art school. Help. Thanks. Okay. So, Renee, I think for you, the challenge around generating focus, right, that clarity and purpose in your work is mostly about your definitions. So these driving definitions of your, in your life around what does it mean to be an artist? What is the art that you are excited about? What are the things that you want to make? You get to determine that. 
that's for you. And I think a lot of the times we as artists, we think if I didn't get an MFA, if I didn't go to art school, if I didn't, you know, go and learn how to write with this special person, if I didn't live in the city, right, I don't have a ton of money, I can't be an artist. I have to do all of these things first that are set by other people, these expectations and rules set by other people in order to claim this identity and to live the creative life I want to live. Fuck that, right? You don't have to live by those rules. Those are somebody else's rules that you have inherited. And you get to make whatever rules you want. You get to make whatever work you want. You get to decide whatever art is interesting to you is interesting, right? And that's where all of your power comes from and your excitement and your creative energy is from that ownership of those values and making from that place and growing from that place. So that is, I think, the work that needs to get done there and doing a little bit of reflection on that uh, will absolutely help you generate focus. So here's the assignment that I would give you, Renee, is I want you to write your personal artist manifesto. What does it mean to be an artist? What kind of things are you excited to make? Who do you admire creatively? Why? All of this is going to tell you something about your values And as soon as you know that, if you craft those definitions and those values and you let yourself make decisions and build your life based on those values, you will feel very focused and very purposeful and have a lot of clarity in your day and in your creative life. So do that work, own that definition and let it fill you up and make you feel excited versus limited and excluded, right, from from other um, people's ideas of what it means to be an artist. Okay. All right. I hope that was helpful to hear those uh, ideas in maybe a slightly different format. Think about it. Let me know how it goes. And if you want to talk to me about what's going on in your work, where you're struggling to generate focus, uh, my coaching program is going to start up again in January and we have a wait list going. So sign up at amightypractice.com slash coaching and you can learn more about working with me and getting some help with creating focus in your life. So check it out and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas we talked about here today, you have to come check out my new school for artists at amightypractice.com. We offer classes and coaching to give artists of all levels what they need to get started and stay motivated in their creative work. Find out more by going to amightypractice.com or stay in touch with what we're doing by signing up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thanks, y'all.